0: You can also read through the offering memorandums and look at all of the market data they have in there. But most importantly, you can visit the property in person as well as the rental comps.
1: Best ever listeners, I'm so excited to share today's sponsor with you. It's Eastern Union Funding and Arbor Realty Trust. If you're in the multifamily space, you likely recognize these names, but have you used them? Uh, I'm guessing if you haven't, then you probably know someone who has. I can tell you personally... Look at what you've, the deal you've got, and assuming it checks out, he can make introductions to people he knows as potential loan guarantors for your deal. So debt, equity, and potentially loan guarantors. Uh, All you need, well, you need to find a deal, obviously. Um, But besides that, you know the other main components of the deal they can help you out with. So talk to Mark Belsky. His email is m b e l s k y at EasternEQ.com and his phone number 212-897-9875. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to syndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes.
0: Hi, Best Ever listeners, welcome back. To another episode of the Syndication School series, which is a free resource focused on the how to's of apartment syndications. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a two part podcast series that focuses on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we will offer a free document or spreadsheet for you to download. All of these free documents and past and future syndication school series can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is part two of a two-part series entitled How to Perform an In-Depth Analysis of Your Target Apartment Syndication Market. In part one, you learned the three immutable laws of real estate investing and how that applies to your target market. And we also went over the five step property analysis exercise that you performed in order to gain a more in depth understanding of your target market on the submarket, neighborhood, and street level. So, if you've not listened to part one, make sure you listen to that. You will need to listen to that before listening to this one because I'll be referencing a specific step. From that five step property analysis, when discussing the extra strategies in this episode, which is part two, and you will learn seven other strategies to implement in addition to the 200 property analysis exercise that will give you an even better understanding of the target market on that neighborhood, submarket, street level. And then We're going to accumulate all of your previous efforts and data into a market summary report. And so we'll go over how to do that and why you want to create one of those in the first place. So let's jump right in. We're going to go over seven other strategies that you can implement to have a better understanding of your market. So one is to do the same exercise that we did in... Episode 1521, when we were analyzing our seven target markets using census.gov data. We can do the exact same thing, but rather than doing it for the city or MSA, we'll take our one or two target markets and record data for the submarkets within that city or MSA, the neighborhoods, and or the actual census tracks. So The reason why you want to do this is because all of that data you gathered for the MSA in the city don't really apply to these individual neighborhoods or streets. It's just a blended average of all neighborhoods, all streets, all census tracts, all submarkets within the MSA. And as I've mentioned over and over again, no two neighborhoods are the same within a city. So you need to have a strong understanding of the actual neighborhoods or the actual submarkets or the actual streets within a actual city or MSA. And one way to do that would be to gather data specific to that area. So, we go to census.gov, follow the exact same process outlined in episode 1521, but rather than searching by city, search by submarket neighborhood or census tract. So, this is going to be a much larger spreadsheet, but once this exercise is completed, whenever you come across a deal, you can determine what some market is located in what neighborhood is located in and what census track is located in and you can quickly look up all of the employment and demographic population etc data on your spreadsheet that's one again pretty labor intensive but if you do this you will be a guru of your market another one would be to talk to the local experts so this is kind of the opposite of the number one, which is logging all of that census data, because for that you're getting into the particulars. This, you're getting a more high-level overview of what are the up-and-coming areas in the city or MSA that you're targeting, as well as where to avoid, and who better to get the information from than people who have been actively a part of apartments for decades. So you can reach out to local apartment investors on Bigger Pockets or LinkedIn and set up a phone call or an in-person meeting with them and pick their brain on where they think the market is going, where to invest, where not to invest. Similarly, you can attend local multifamily meetups and talk to all types of real estate professionals focused on multifamily and, again, ask them questions about what their thoughts are on the market. Also, and this will be the subject of future syndication school series, but once you start to put together your team, you're going to begin reaching out to property management companies and real estate brokers. And a part of that interview process, you can ask them about their expertise on the market to, number one, know where to invest and where not to invest. And then obviously you want to follow up and do due diligence on those areas. But at the same time, you also want to screen the management companies and real estate brokers to determine how much they know because if they're experienced and they're credible they should be able to tell you for example we sold this many properties in this neighborhood recently and so this area is definitely up and coming because one year ago they were selling it this much per square foot and now they're selling at twice as much per square foot for example or management companies say, hey manage properties in this neighborhood so we know it very well and at the same time they can also tell you where to avoid based off of their expertise. That's number two, just talk to local experts. Talk to people who know about the market based off of their actual experience, not just spreadsheet knowledge, and ask them where to look at and where not to look at. Number three, and this is my personal favorite, and that is to create a color-coded map for your target market. This is what I did for my initial target market, which was Cincinnati. So what I did is I had three neighborhoods in mind within the city. So I went to Google. I typed in Pleasant Ridge, Walnut Hills, and Oakley. Those were the three neighborhoods I was targeting. And I printed out a map, making sure that it was a high enough resolution where I could actually see the streets. I didn't need the street names. I just needed to see the actual streets. Because once I printed those out, I bought green, yellow, and red highlighters. And I literally drove through every single street. In Oakley, I actually walked every single street. But in the other two, we drove every single street, up and down. And once we got to the end of a block, we stopped the car. And luckily, I was with someone else. So I don't think I should stop the car or do it while I was driving. So this is ideal. And it'll save you a lot of time if you do this with someone else. But for each street, highlight that street with a green, yellow, or red And these are going to be subjective rankings based off of your investment strategy. So essentially, streets where you would invest and streets that do align with your investment strategy would be green. Ones that are on the cusp, they're a maybe, they're not ideal, but if a deal did come up on that street, you would take a look at it. You can highlight those ones as yellow. And the ones that you want to avoid, the war zones or the ones that are really, really nice, depending on your investment strategy, you can highlight those as red. And at that point, in my opinion, this is probably the best way to get an understanding of the market, is to drive every single inch of that market. Yeah, it'll take time, but I did a neighborhood in a day. So on Saturday, I did one neighborhood. On Sunday, I did another neighborhood. On Monday, I did another neighborhood. It cost a lot of gas money, but at the end of those three days, I knew so much about those markets. that now whenever a deal comes up, I just look at my map. And say, up, oh, nope, not even an analyze that property because I know that that area sucks. Or, oh, this is an amazing area. I need to unwrite this property and likely submit an offer on that property. So number three is to create a color-coded map. And again, this one takes a lot of time, but it's my personal favorite. Number four is to visit properties in person that are managed by your property management company. I know on this syndication school series we have not gone over how to find a proper management company. We will in the future. And if you are dying to know now, you can go to our blog, which is thebesteverblog.com, or you can just search how to find a property management company, Joe Fairless, and you'll be able to locate the blog post we have on how to find a property management company. But once you have them, you can ask them To send you a list of properties they currently manage. Now some of them will say okay and send them to you right away. Other ones will have to get approval from the owners first and they'll want to set up a tour. So it just depends on the manager. But eventually once you use your hands on those addresses, visit them in person and follow step five from the 200 property analysis exercise that we went over in part one. Which was the episode just previous to this one. So go to the property, take pictures, and also drive around the area. So of course, this is going to give you an understanding of the actual neighborhood that these properties are located in. Also, killing two birds with one stone, it'll also give you extra credibility with your property management company because you're proactively showing effort. You're actually going out and visiting these properties, and so it shows an extra level of seriousness. And it also gives you an opportunity to actually screen your management company. So you can go look at these properties to see how they're managed. And if every single property you look at is in terrible shape, then you might consider passing on that management company or at the very least following up and asking them why those properties are in such poor condition. So that's going to be number four. Visit properties that are managed by your management company. Number five is going to be underwriting deals. So again, on syndication school, we have not gone over how to underwrite deals yet, but there is a massive section in our book, Best Ever Parma Syndication book, that focuses on how to underwrite a deal from start to finish. So if you're dying to know, then you can pick up that book on Amazon, or you can wait for a future syndication school episode where we take a deep dive into underwriting. But underwriting is when you financially analyze a deal to determine a offer price and then based off of that offer price you can determine whether or not to actually submit an offer based off of the whisper price of the property but you can learn a lot about a market by underwriting deals number one you will learn about the types of expenses that are common in that specific neighborhood and then you can also read through the offering memorandums and look at all of the market data they have in there. But most importantly, you can visit the property in person as well as the rental comps. So that'll give you at least five to ten properties to visit. Again, when you're visiting these properties, make sure you follow the same approach that we did in step five of the 200 property analysis exercise. And again, similar to visiting the properties from your management company, This is killing two birds with one stone because you're going to build credibility with the listing brokers because they know you're actively underwriting the deals and visiting them in person. So again, extra level of seriousness. Then you can also tell the broker what you do and don't like about that property. And what I mean by do and don't like is how does this property compare to your business plan? So if your business plan's value-add, then you can tell the broker, hey, this property was value-add because of ABCD, and maybe even submit an offer on that property. Or if it's not a value-add property, you can say, well, this doesn't align with my business plan because of ABCD. And again, that not only lets them know what types of properties you're looking for, but also gives you an extra level of credibility because of your proactive effort. Similarly, you can also ask the Real estate broker for a list of their recent sales and visit those in person. Again, using step five from the two hundred property analysis exercise. So again, you're driving through these properties as well as the markets, and again, killing two birds one stone. This also builds credibility with the broker because you can also tell them what you do and don't like about the properties as it relates to your business plan, and. You can't submit offers on their recent sales, but maybe it's something you can keep a note for for a few years down the road if that person decides to sell the property and it comes up, you know that you already visited in person, pre-qualified, or eliminated the deal from contention. So that's number six. And then lastly, number seven, is you can create an automated email alert system to learn about your market. So first, you can create a Google Alert for the market. So what you want to do is go to Google and go to the Google Alerts and set up an alert to your email for the city name plus jobs, city name plus unemployment, city name plus apartments, city name plus multifamily, and anything else that you can think of. Eventually, when you become very famous, you can do city name plus your name. So I would do Tampa, Florida, Theo Hicks. That way, any news article that mentions the city name plus jobs, unemployment, apartments, multifamily, or you will be automatically sent to your email. So you don't have to actively search for them. They'll automatically be sent to you. And so you can set up what time you want those to be sent. So each day you can block off an hour to read through all of those articles. And as you begin to read the articles that are sent to you from Google Alerts, It'll also lead you to great local online resources that you can, in turn, sign up for their newsletters to get even more email alerts. So, for example, you should definitely subscribe to your local biz career website, and then any other local news sites that are relevant, you should also sign up for their newsletter. Because really, anything newsworthy has some sort of impact on real estate. So there are seven additional strategies. I'll quickly go over them again. Number one is to perform the... Census.gov exercise that what we performed in episode fifteen twenty one. But rather than do it on a city level or an MSA level, do it on a submarket neighborhood or census track level. Number two is to talk to local experts. So talk to local apartment investors, go to local meetups, talk to property management companies and real estate brokers, and ask them what the up and coming areas are as well as what areas to avoid. Number three, and my personal favorite, is to create that color-coded map of your area with green, yellow, and red based off of whether that area aligns with your business plan. Number four is to visit properties in person that are managed by your management company. Number five is to actually underwrite deals and read through the offering memorandums and visit the property and the rental comps in person. Number six is to visit the recent sales of your real estate broker and And number seven is to create that automated email alert system using Google alerts and then expanding from there. So I guarantee you, if you just follow a handful of those strategies, you will be a guru on your market. And if you do all seven of those, then you're going to be a super guru (laughs) or whatever is a level above being a guru. So now that you've done all this research on a city level, on an MSA level, on a submarket, neighborhood, and street level, now it's time to summarize all of this data into your market summary reports. So we're going to give you two free documents with this episode, and they're going to be two sample summary reports based off of the two types of market summaries that you can create, which I will go over here in a second. So again, a market summary report will be a synopsis of the major highlights of your target market. And the purpose of the market summary report is to, number one, reinforce your reasons for selecting this target market. Number two, to display expertise when speaking with real estate brokers, property managers, mortgage brokers, and other real estate professionals. Because a question that all of those people are going to ask you is, where are you investing? And not only can you tell them where you're investing, but you can tell them why you are investing there. And again, that display of expertise will build extra credibility for you in their eyes. Then number three is that you are going to be able to proactively provide this information to your investors. So before you find a deal, you can send out your market summary report just letting your investors know this is where we're investing and now we're looking for deals in this area. And then once you actually have a deal under contract, you can take these same summary reports and customize it to that specific property. And I'll explain how to do that once I actually go over the reports, which I'm gonna do now. So the two types of reports that you can make are, one, a top 10, top 20, top five, however many points you wanna have, but a top 10 list that lists off the top 10 reasons to invest in your market. And then the second one is going to be a detailed market overview, which is going to be a six-part report on breaking down all aspects of the market so first is your top 10 list and to create this report you can use the market insights that you've obtained from your previous evaluation efforts as well as perform some additional online research so types of things you want to have on your top 10 list would be employment information so any new businesses moving to the area you can put in the percentage of jobs that are in the largest industry which as long as it's 25% or lower. You can put in any recent or planned economic developments. You could talk about the top employers or top companies in that market, any Fortune 500 companies, anything as it relates to the employment and job data of the market. You also want to talk about population. So you can talk about the overall population size and the growth and how that compares with other cities and MSAs in the nation. Also, population age was another factor we focused on. So Any significant demographic trends. So a lot of millennials are moving to the area, a lot of retirees. Also, you want to talk about supply and demand. So any recent or planned apartment developments. So that'd be supply. Any information about rental growth information. So demand. And then just the overall economic outlook. Essentially answer the question, is the future of multifamily in this market good or bad? And since it's your target market, it should be good. And then other things we could talk about are top colleges or universities in the market, if the market is ranked on a top market list, if it's received any awards or acknowledgements, you can talk about community characteristics, any notable school districts, really anything that you can think of that reinforces the strength and reasons behind selecting this target market. So essentially what you want to do is create a list of anything you can think of using the market insights from your previous efforts, additional online research, and those points I just mentioned, and then condense that into a top 10 list. And again, for an example, you can download the free top 10 list, and it's actually for Baltimore, at syndicationschool.com or in the show notes of this episode. Now, the second type of market summary report you can create is a lot more detailed. It's not necessary, but this is a report that we created for one of Joe's very large investors who wanted to be the sole investor on a deal. And when we sent him this report, he was blown away by the level of detail. And in total, this person has invested around $20 million. And that is at least in part due to this detailed market overview summary. So I highly recommend downloading this one and also creating this for your specific market. And this is something that you can create one time and then customize it whenever you have a deal. And I'll explain how to do that when I go over the different sections of the report, which there are six. The first section is going to be a top five key assets section. So as the name implies, you want to list out the top five highlights of the market. So you can use your top 10 list or other sections that we're going to go over in a little bit as a guide to creating this top five list. And if you have a specific deal, these top five key assets should be relevant to the actual property. So for example, if there is a new development of a office building that is in that market and it's very close to your subject property that you're trying to purchase, that should be in that top five list. Whereas if the property is nowhere near that development, it should be included in the information later on but not highlighted at the top session two focuses on employment information so here you want to summarize of the employment data so things you want to include would be number of jobs compared to other surrounding submarkets, a list of the top industries and companies the labor demographic so unemployment also employment data and anything else that relates to employment jobs in the area the third section is gonna contain economic information. So here you wanna highlight any recent or planned economic or real estate growth. So are there companies moving to the area, any new jobs that are created, retail, commercial, mixed use development, planned or recent, as well as the real estate price and rent trends. Number four is education information. So highlight the education data that is specifically relevant to apartment investing and your investment strategy. So. For example, if you're targeting students or recent graduates, you can give information on the type of colleges and universities in the area and their respective rankings. You can talk about the student population and the recent graduate population. If you, for example, are targeting families and you want to talk about the notable school districts in the area, and if, for example, you're targeting young professionals, you will also want to talk about the educational attainment of the local demographic. Number five is going to focus on awards, recognitions and achievements of the market. So list out any awards won by the city, the market, a neighborhood, any local business or industry. And then lastly, and this is more for once you actually have a deal, this is very strong resource when you have a deal, but you can still create it without a deal. And that is to create a map of the market that includes little markers to illustrate points of interest that you mentioned in the sections above so the top employers the schools once you actually build a portfolio you can reference other apartments you own job hubs retail anything mentioned above that's the actual location you want to add that to your map and then once you actually have a deal then you can add that property address to the map and then in your legend for each of the points of interest you can have a distance from the subject property included in there and an online resource that allows you to do what I just mentioned is called Z-Maps. Z-E-E-Maps. So you can go there and type in addresses and then label the name of that address. And then a little dot will come up on the map with that either the name next to it or the name in the legend. So again, there are samples for the top 10 list and for the detailed market overview that you can download for free at apartmentsyndication.com or in the show notes. And the reason why, just to reiterate, that you want to create these summaries is to reinforce your reasons for selecting this target market, to display expertise when you're talking with real estate brokers, property managers, and other real estate professionals in the apartment industry. And also, you want to be able to proactively provide this information to your investors before and after finding a deal. And you've done all this work, the three podcast episodes that are half an hour each worth of work. This is kind of your final presentation that is an accumulation of all the effort and all the work that you've put in so far and summarizes everything you learned. And this is going to be your, your go-to document that you provide to others as well as reference when you have a new deal. So this concludes part two where you learned seven additional strategies to implement in addition to the 200 property analysis that we went over last episode in order to gain an in-depth neighborhood level understanding of your target market. And then we discussed how to create a market summary report, actually two reports, the top 10 list and the detailed market overview of which you can download examples of for free at syndicationschool.com. Also, make sure you listen to part one, as well as all of the previous Syndication School series about the how-tos of apartment syndications, as well as to download the free documents with this episode, as well as all past free documents. You can do all that at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week.
1: Do you need debt for your deal, equity for your deal, or maybe a loan guarantor to help you get qualified for the financing? Talk to Mark Belsky. His number is 212-897-9875. That's 212-897-9875. His email is mbelsky at easterneq.com. The Target Market Insights podcast is just that, a show solely dedicated to help you learn about target markets through the people successfully shaping them. The show features professionals who work directly with the audience and market you want to connect with in real estate. Listen and subscribe today at targetmarketinsights.com. That's targetmarketinsights.com.